Welcome back to Two Cents, the advice podcast with me, Sky Coffee, and my co-host, Eli Lefkowitz. Welcome to all of you, wherever you are, most likely not on the Georgetown campus. A lot has changed since our last episode, hasn't it, Sky? Oh, yes. Last episode, we were in the voice office. It was the end of February, the beginning of March, and now we are conducting this over Zoom. (laughs) First of all, we just want to say we hope everyone's safe and we urge you to take all the precautions that I'm sure everyone else is telling you about. Listen to this podcast inside or maybe doing your daily walk. Don't listen to it with friends unless they're friends you're quarantined with. Or you can play it on a Zoom with your friends. Do that. Maybe we don't recommend playing it in front of parents because from our past podcasts, it tends to get a little profane, but hey... Maybe you want to. I am recording this with a very thin wall separating me and my bedroom and my mom watching TV in the living room. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty brave. Or oh, stupid. I'm or recording brave. this on my dining room table. So, I mean, maybe if we sound like we're being a little more PG today, you know why. Anyway, let's get right into it. There are so many great etiquette questions regarding quarantine because no one has ever been through this before. This is just a great global experience that everyone's going through for the first time. And there's a lot of... Go for this it. has the same energy as the SIA coronavirus crossed out to just say us first. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ce- unifying. Celebrities really think that Everyone wants to know what they're doing inside all day, as if we're not all struggling by ourselves. That Imagine video, did you see that? Oh my god. I... It's just so bad. Wait, we should do a a fight song version of that, where we all just record ourselves doing one line of the fight song. See, that's the thing, is like, when when you say the idea, it sounds super cute. And then in actuality, it's like, oh no. Did you see that John Mayer thought it was imagined by Ariana Grande? So <laughs> that, <laughs> just him going like, me with no make. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, celebrities, I mean, we're glad that you're healthy and all, but they've been going wild on social media. It's been like, I'm going into the bathroom now. I'm making myself lunch. It's like, they're so shocked that like, this is how normal people live. Yeah, we spend a lot of hours inside all day. Did you see that thing of... Madonna sitting in a bathtub with like rose petals around her naked and then she was like coronavirus is the great equalizer and you know what's so horrible about it is the best thing about it in that it's like bringing us together and it's like Madonna honey have you seen people have you seen people who are like the real virus is us and then they post pictures of nature and because, like, all these animals are finally being able to go out now. They weren't able to go out before because we've just, like, constantly trampled over their na- natural habitats. But that's not really the take that you should get from this. It's that we're the virus. No, the virus is the thing that's killing thousands and thousands of people. Or, oh my god. Peter really is wilding. The, the vegans, too, and again, like, nothing against vegans. I just think this one specific, like, adaptation of you know, promoting veganism where they're like, this virus originated from something in animals and see like now if you don't eat animals, you wouldn't get this. And it's like, this is just not the time. You saw the meme that was like carnivorous and then it has all the letters rearranged to coronavirus. No. 
PETA tweeted it. And it's like, oh boy, man, I don't think it's coming from meat. I don't think grandparents are getting it from eating meat. It was one guy in one market. Okay, without any further ado, let's get to these questions. They're all quarantine themes, so I'm sorry. If you're looking for some kind of escapism, go on Netflix or something. This is not the show where you're going to get it. So do you want to read the first one? Yes. Uh, Eli, would you just share your screen again? Sure, of course. This wonderful Zoom technology. I'm surprised there wasn't any. there weren't any Zoom questions because... Everybody who I know is struggling out there. Everyone has a Zoom story. Please give us, yeah, your online class-related questions as well. Because, we want them. Oh, man. It's, it's wild out there, man. Old people trying to use technology. It's rough. Okay. Without further ado. I have become quarantined with my girlfriend, and I'm slowly realizing I have nothing in common with her. The entire relationship was just fueled by a mutual desperation and a longing for human contact. I can't take it much longer. Do I kick her out? What's the rules about breaking up during a pandemic? And she has this awful habit where she clips her nails in the bed. Who does that? Okay, well, let's start off with that bed habit. I mean, that seems like something that's easy to remedy. Just maybe tell her, don't do that. But there's obviously a bigger problem here. And it sounds like you are even aware of it. You guys shouldn't have been dating before the quarantine. This just brought up problems that were probably underlying already. Can you break up with someone during a quarantine? The answer is just no. I don't know if you guys live together. I don't know what the situation is, but it's such a stressful time for everyone that you can't exacerbate that. You just have to wait this out, man. I don't know how bad it gets. I mean, if it gets to the point where you're feeling threatened or something, yeah. Anything less than that, you're just going to have to tough it out. And it's tough, but it is what it is, man. It's These are un, these are uncharted waters, as they say. What do you think, Scott? The question, do I kick her out? So clearly this, I'm assuming, is your place and she's moved in or, you know, by some strange circumstance, she just wound up at your place and realized it would be more convenient to stay than to go back to her own. But I just think, like, because you do have that power to, to kick her out, you would, you know, be forcing her out. You would be exiling her. It just seems very cruel to me in this, like, super unprecedented situation again. What if she literally has nowhere else to go? Like, you just, I'm sorry, but, like, you, you can't kick someone out during a quarantine for, like, clipping their toenails on the bed. It does sound like there are other problems going on over here. Oh, definitely. But they, the person says that the entire relationship was just fueled by a mutual desperation and a longing for human contact, which is just so sad to me, that that, that realization. I mean, how many modern relationships do you think are just fueled by those two things? Honestly, a decent... Oh, no. It's sad, man, but people are scared of being lonely. I love that Dua Lipa song. And they're willing to just swipe and swipe and swipe until they meet someone. But is this someone you're in love with? I've been hitting the apps more in the past week, and I have absolutely no intention of doing anything because we're under quarantine, and it would be literally socially irresponsible to do anything like that. But it's just like a combination of being so bored... And needing even some form of validation where it's even knowing that, like, someone else swiped right on you, which is so pathetic. But, like, these are desperate times. I asked someone what his favorite mode of public transportation was the other day over a Tinder message. Like, I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Sky, did you know that there's a Tinder for fighting? Wait, what? There's a Tinder for fighting. It's called Rumbler. You swipe right on someone and they swipe right on you. You arrange a location to meet, 
and you fight them. So I downloaded this app as I've been pent up and I've had a lot of energy. The problem is everyone on this app is so much larger than me. It's, I don't have anyone to swipe right on because I don't want to die. Part of me still feels like that could be like a weird sex thing. No, I, this or... is very explicitly fighting. I mean, I just have so many questions. How, so do you pick people who you think you could beat up? But then does that also mean you're, say, backing away from a challenge that might be more fulfilling? Again, I just think there is the problem that there are, like, a lot of imbalances in this app going on here. Well, I didn't really intend to actually go on a fight, especially because of social distancing and everything. But I wanted to see about the people who go on an app looking to beat someone up. Or maybe beat, beat up. I mean... Everyone has different preferences nowadays. Maybe they should have that as an option. You just want to be beat up. I mean, some days it just feels like the world's beating you up. So now why not let someone do it for you? But, you know, if anybody wants to experience Rumbler, I'm not getting paid for this. But we'd love to hear your testimonial in the podcast submissions, which is in the description. I do want to say a last thing on quarantine relationships. There have been all of those memes and funny tweets about how Every relationship is either going to end by the time this is over or they're going to or it's going to result in a marriage um, or, you know, there are going to be a lot of quarantine babies. <laughs> um, and I mean, I definitely agree. I feel like this is one of actually I don't want to say this is one of the ultimate tests of a relationship because I think there are way more severe circumstances in a way, but it definitely is something that is completely unnatural even if you are married to someone and have been married to them for a very very long time i mean what are the odds that you will literally be cooped up inside of them not leaving the house for days on end like it's just not natural it's not anything that anyone's ever really foreseen and so yes i would say sometimes a quarantine or yeah self-imposed quarantine is a time to really flesh out things that are going on in your relationship and realize if you think it's strong enough for for continuing on or for you know taking that next step or whether it's not but also understanding that it this is extraordinary in a way and you might never need to do it ever again i just feel like the quarantine is bringing out the worst in every relationship is anybody have you heard one person say wow i'm so happy i've discovered so much about my partner since we got quarantined together No, everyone's miserable. And when you're miserable, you start finding flaws in people because you have way too much time every day. And that's how you destroy literally any relationship. So I would just urge people, maybe if you're a little upset with your partner during the quarantine, just just take a sec, think it over. Quarantine breakups, bad idea. We're all going through something together right now. So wait it out. Yeah. Want to go into the next one? Let's go for it um let's do kind of the slew of them about entertainment during quarantine so we got about three or four questions all basically related to the theme of entertainment during quarantine super super valid um we're all bored out of our minds nothing to do i for one find it very hard to focus on actual productive stuff can we talk about how hard it is to focus on a zoom class it's it's ridiculous when I know that I can just pull up iMac chess or look down at my phone to snap people or text people. It's honestly, it's ridiculous. I do realize because I can just get kind of, I mean, I find it very easy to just have my phone like 
below the vis- the camera lens visibility um, and do that. But I realized if I'm snapping someone, you can literally see my face on Zoom, you know, making these ridiculous expressions. And it's probably clear what I'm doing, but it's something that only occurs to me after the fact. The other day in one of my classes, I was so out of it. I didn't want to have my camera completely off because the majority of people had their cameras on and I didn't want to seem disengaged. But I was basically on my bed and like you could see that my head was resting on my pillow. And then the next class for the next day of that same class, I got cold called. So that might have been karma. Yikes. I feel like teachers in general, I mean, professors in general, have been far more lenient in terms of what they expect from students. But still, it's just so hard on a dime to adjust from being in class every day to sitting in your living room where you have all these people trying to distract you constantly and a million other things you could do. You can't expect students to be as engaged. And I think that's really a testament to the fact that online education whenever it comes and I know a lot of universities are trying to implement it it's just not the same thing as the classroom environment and being able to engage student to student without being forced into a breakout room it's just it's it's not an easy transition and I'm glad that colleges have been observant to how much students have been struggling with it but students have also been struggling with what to do with all their newfound free time Everyone, if you were in five clubs, if you were in seven clubs, if you were in the pep band, you have a ton of time now because you're not playing any instruments on Zoom. So we got a lot of questions about that. One of them is, which movie should I watch? Another one is, which series should I binge? Another one is asking about how you can recreate monthly game nights now that we're all separated. Another one is about social distancing walks. Are those acceptable? And we're talking about movies, we're talking about TV. No one even asked about this. Let's talk about music, too. So let's go category by category. Let's start with movies. We were just talking about Uncut Gems. Do you recommend, Sky? Man, I watched. I finished watching Uncut Gems about three hours ago. And I still don't think that's been enough time for me to process my emotions. I would say that yes. In the sense that it really takes you out of what you're going through right now. Again, in the sense that I have been literally lying on my bed in the same position all day. But when I was watching that, I was like, I need the Boston Celtics to win this game. And my heart was pounding. It was so intense. So I think the fact that, I mean, everyone says it's literally just feeling anxiety for two hours. For me, the anxiety only really kicked in around the one hour mark. But... I think just something that can really take you out of it. It is entertaining. Um, I definitely hated the protagonist for most of it, but I think that was kind of the point, too. Um, and, yeah, Adam Sandler was great, as everyone's been saying. And Idina Menzel, she's a queen, and she's always been a queen, and she was so good in this movie, and I'm so happy for her. And we love Julia Fox as well. So good. Good time. Would you recommend Uncut Gems? Highly recommended, and you said just about everything I wanted to say, but if you're looking for a relaxing Adam Sandler movie, this is not it. If you're looking for a nice roller coaster ride that will, as Sky said, take you a little bit out of the hell world that we live in, yes, this is what you want. It's fun. I was amazed how like vividly they recreated 2012 as an experience. Just the songs that were on, what it looked like. It seems so recent that it wouldn't be dramatically different. 
They did a great job at that. And the Safdie brothers are amazing at casting. A lot of those people in that movie were just people that they found in the casino or around New York City, non-actors, so they got to act. It's a really great movie, and I highly recommend it. Are there any other movies that you would recommend that you've seen recently? There gotta be some. I haven't seen too many movies recently. I'm just trying to think. Um, Let me refer to this list that I made with my friend of all the movies that we wanted to watch because I feel like this is a good list. I would definitely recommend The Graduate. I've seen it before. Um, I'm going to watch it on Monday with my friend over uh, Zoom. Not over Zoom, but over call. Um, And yeah, I think just really relating to that sense of just feeling so off kilter and kind of like a what do we do now you know even when when Ben comes home from college and he's had a very successful college career and then he just doesn't know now like what the future holds for him or what he's gonna do and yet just finding hope in this like one kind of really small random thing um or finding some way to break the mold I don't know I just think it's a good movie and most of it I, I also really like Simon and Garfunkel and that's a big reason but yeah I think The Graduate's fun about you okay well simon and garfunkel is a good transition to the music portion of this you were talking about dua lipa earlier good music for the quarantine for staying inside all day i want to say i actually haven't listened to the new dua lipa album yet i'm ex i am foolishly excited because i haven't liked most of the singles from it but i'm still holding out hope and i have heard good things about the album so i'm excited also haven't listened to the new the weekend album because i am slipping i can talk about that the new yeah, weekend album is good. It's really good. And I'll have a full review up. Check the voice website. Another great album right now out is on Childish Gambino, who said he was retiring from music, and then he didn't. It's called uh, 31520, even though it came out a week after that. So who knows what he's going, what he's going for there. It has a really good soul sound, a little bit of a Motown inspiration. It's just a relaxing album. It's a summer album. It's an album you could imagine kicking back on the beach and listening to. And this is not really the time for stressful music. I don't even know what qualifies under that genre. Maybe things that are, uh, maybe it's not the time for death metal. But it's good relaxing music. I would recommend it. The Weeknd's album is good, even though it's all about cocaine use and, um, I don't know, polygamy. But hey. We could all use some cocaine use and polygamy in these trying times. Agree? Yes. I think also um, the two artists that have really defined my second semester of college that I've really been listening to a lot since, yeah, basically December of uh, 2019 have been Mitski and Grimes. And I feel like now especially, I don't know, I just really, uh, Mitski, I mean... This is so oversimplifying it. But, I mean, she's really great at writing sad songs um, and has this kind of sort of unique... I love her unique lyricism and kind of, like, erratic takes on certain common aspects of love and the way she describes them and the way her songs just, like, build until they explode, even though they start off really slow. But, yeah, I think that mitski has been really really great and helped me get through stuff because if i'm ever feeling this is kind of a little bit contrary to your point in that we should be trying to listen to things that take us out of stuff but if i'm ever feeling 
really down. Mitski helps just, like, work me through it. And then I've also been listening to a lot of Grimes. Um, Grimes definitely, like, her music's a lot more kind of manic and really out there. She just released an album named after the goddess of climate change. Um, but I think that Grimes is great, and I feel like she definitely really helped me when we were, when it was during our spring break, and I was, we were traveling, going to Chicago, and coming back to New York, I just felt really anxious, definitely because of this, like, impending thing, and being uncertain about the future, and I think listening to her music just really helped me be, like, you know, you can be super upbeat, and happy sounding but have kind of this spiral of thoughts going on in your head and yeah helping me process that as well Mm -hmm. yeah i think that it's really a split if you want to lean into the sadness yeah you can listen to mitski and nobody and feel isolated but i honestly i kind of i want to escape from that so for me something like the weekend's album and dreaming about i don't know using drugs that i've never used before and probably never will use feels better for me but if you want to lean into the sadness, all credit to you. There's a lot of good sad music out there. And Mitski makes some of it. A lot of it. Have you watched any good movies lately? Honestly, I've kind of been avoiding movies. I've been doing more TV lately. Ooh, we can talk about TV. Let's talk about TV. What have you seen recently? Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I said this in the leisure meeting, and I'll say it again. But it took me... Not through any, like, fault of the show, just in the sense that I'm really bad at keeping up with TV shows that I like in college because I'm always just overwhelmed with everything. But it took me um, a year and a half to get through the first, like, two, three seasons. And then it's taken me a week and a half to get through, like, the back three seasons. And now I'm almost all caught up with it in real time. Like, I've started season seven, which is the season that they're airing now. Um, and new episodes are coming out weekly. But enough about my viewing habits. Brooklyn Nine is a great show. It's about um, a police precinct um, in Brooklyn. Andy Samberg stars as one of the main characters. Um, but the whole cast is really, really incredible. It's just, it's honestly a lot of fun. I mean, some seasons are more funny than others. But there are definitely times where I was just sitting laughing out loud at my computer while other people were in the room looking at me like I was crazy um I mean it's it is it's just a traditional sitcom a lot of times you know it's just like a new thing each episode and it's just so refreshing in that it's very lighthearted. um but it also is not afraid to touch on certain heavier themes um and overall just like the cast is very diverse um and great for representation and overall it's just a very like well-written well-done show you know what show I was thinking about recently? I haven't watched this one recently, but I know we've both watched it, and it's Chernobyl because it seems mm. so, so relevant right now. It's about a government just desperately trying to cover up the breadth of a scandal and of a crisis. And once it does finally get out there, how they respond and how they focus more on controlling the public image than actually controlling the scope of the disaster and it's just about misinformation it's about how you can manipulate a group of people it's about loyalty it's about nationalism there's so many themes that i see uh this entire crisis that i i saw in that show it just it really strikes a chord right now and i haven't rewatched it but 
if I get around to it, I, I really, I really would. Have you uh, had any thoughts about how Chernobyl's relevant right now? God, I mean, just when you said Chernobyl, I was like, yes, you're completely right. Chernobyl, it is just such a great show. I honestly, it isn't something that I actually have been thinking of. I think a lot of that is honestly just that I watched it kind of a while ago in the summer and it's just not fresh on my mind because I've been binging uh, different shows more recently. Um, but oh yeah, man, in terms of Chernobyl's, especially the, the show's relevance to what we're going through right now, um, I mean, I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot there. Basically, like what you said in terms of governments trying to control their image um control their country's image in the wake of a catastrophe and maybe not acknowledging to the full extent you know the decimation that has been caused and obviously relates to what's going on now um yeah government government leaders just doing what sometimes not all of them but like some of them just doing what will benefit them or make them look good or you know make the country have this like facade of strength when really you know real people are suffering and just not understanding that you're doing things to fix it definitely i mean it's about the danger of being so obsequious and so loyal to someone ahead of you someone who has more power than you that you end up hurting everyone so much more and i think you see that a lot in the trump administration people who are too afraid to say no and then let his uh his words get in the way of public health. Another good HBO show, um, Chernobyl's on HBO, is Succession that I've been watching recently. It's less relevant to the, the themes of the entire uh, coronavirus epidemic, but I think that it's also just a great modern look at how media narratives are controlled. It's about a media empire controlled by this dysfunctional family. It's uh, two seasons in, I'd recommend. So wait, we've been through all three, right? Music, movies. Yeah, TV. If there's one more TV show I could recommend, since we are talking about HBO, this is another TV show that I binged over the summer um, before Chernobyl, but Euphoria, I think, would be really great to watch right now because, again, like what we were saying, for the exact opposite reason, I don't think it's super relevant to certain things going on right now, and it is a good form of escapism. Um, It's really captivating, and consuming even just like the cinematography is really fun and really just draws you in and obviously Zendaya is great um but yeah I think that Euphoria it's about I I mean obviously certain heavy subject matter as well but it it's about a teen who is a drug addict who's trying to come clean and then um a new girl comes into her life and they develop a sort of relationship Um, but it is kind of one of the first looks into Gen Z specifically, um, as their high school experience. And I don't think it's entirely accurate. Um, but I also think it was kind of refreshing in that I felt like I really hadn't seen a lot of what that was like before. So it's really cool in the way that it, it, it's real in the way that, you know, it's like the quote unquote, like normal team experience, but there's also lots of forms of escapism in it. Um, and surreality and it's just yeah it's it's a really good thing that'll take you away and that'll just make you really captivated and forget what's going on so in addition to all our serious questions we always get us a, a couple joke questions every 
entry, and sometimes it seems like they're from the same people. So, let's start off with this one. I'm getting so horny at home, comma, help, three exclamation points. And it's anonymous. Well, I think if you've been on any social media recently, you think you can see that that's a problem that everyone is having. Don't give in to temptation. Don't go on Tinder and actually meet up with people. Sky, I think you had a good quote from the New York City Guide. Yes, from the, the New York State Guide to Safe Sex During the Coronavirus Pandemic, I believe the, I can't pull it up right now, but I believe, because it's been memed so many times, that the one of the first lines is, you are your own best sex partner. And you know, I think that, I think that says a lot. Yeah, and there's no shame to doing what you gotta do. We're all inside all day. If you're gonna, I mean, we've talked about it. It seems like this comes up every single episode. I feel like a lot of people are probably either creating OnlyFans or subscribing to OnlyFans right now. And I'm I'm in the first category. I saw I saw this TikTok and it was like <laughs> when you thought you were live streaming for OnlyFans, but it was actually your Zoom class. Wait, I saw one where it was like when the guy in your Zoom class has a 60 frames per second 4K camera and you start to wonder. Oh no. I haven't had anybody like that in my classes yet, but uh, do you see the video where someone was nude? They didn't know that their camera was on and they were nude in their Zoom class? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, That's I, always... I have nightmares about that. I had my physics Zoom class playing the other day, and I, this is not anything close to being nude, but I was making breakfast throughout the first 20 minutes of it, and I was like, damn, if someone just looks at me right now, and I mean, I probably wasn't wearing pants, but it is what it is. But, no one's but, wearing pants. Yeah, exactly. But I was more embarrassed if, like, if someone could just see me, like, really putting a lot of effort into frying some eggs instead of actually sitting down, paying attention. You're a fried egg attention. person? It's scrambled. It's scrambled, gang, man. Scramble your eggs. No! Okay, so I used to be on the scrambled egg uh, bandwagon. I especially liked in Leo's, um, I liked, they had hot sauce, and I think scrambled eggs are really great with hot things, like hot sauce or salsa. Um, but recently I've started having my eggs sunny side up or frying them or over easy. And I think, I don't know, it's actually better because I think scrambled eggs when there's no spicy sauce or just like, they, they really don't do it for me. They're kind of repulsive, but I can eat like as long as there's salt and pepper on a sunny side up egg, I'll eat it. It's great. I started making myself my own avocado toast cause bears to a minute, but I am missing the hill toss avocado toast. And it's been pretty good so far, especially because now I can just douse it in chili pepper flakes when Hilltoss used to be more reserved. I think that if you're going to make an egg, if you're going to go through all that effort, you should make it deviled. What do you think Christians call deviled eggs? How do you make a deviled egg? Okay, it's just like a half of a hard-boiled egg, and then you fill in the little part in the middle with some, like, devil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but what do you think Christians call them? Because, like, at Georgetown, you couldn't serve deviled eggs, like... Todd Olson would come down and, like, revoke your degree. Were you following the heckler's administrator fight to the death? Or not fight to the death, but hand-to-hand comment. Todd, Todd Olson, which it it checks out. I think I voted for him. But the fact that Ben Quo lost in the first round, I was like, come on, man. You know who should have lasted longer is Van Winkler, Winkler Prince. Oh. That guy, he's probably had the easiest job for the longest time being the chief medical officer of Georgetown. It's like, how many pandemics are going on? And now the guy's job went from zero to 100 real quick, and he's getting no recognition. He's getting like 
45 emails a day. Oh, man. Poor dude. My, my inbox has never been more popping, man. And I just <laughs> want all of those Georgetown people to know that it makes me very happy when I'm in isolation. I just get a nice little email, especially the ones that are coming from my, my man up top, Jack DeJoya, who uh, spent a lot of time in women's basketball games and now is spending a lot of time uh, behind his computer. I am so pissed. My dean, first of all, I just want to say I love my dean, but my dean sent me, I mean, and all of the students that he's advising, this form, and it was like, do you have feedback about virtual summer classes? And a lot of, and he was like, this really won't take long to fill out. And most of it was literally like, check off the boxes or select multiple choice, like, what year are you in? Which classes and which subjects would you be interested in taking? Are there, is there a specific class that's not offered currently, but that you would take? And I only feel that I'm not super interested in taking summer classes, at least not this year, but I only filled it out. So that way, at the end, I was going to go on a rant and be like, first of all, summer classes are already more expensive than classes normally are during the school year, like in terms of what you're paying for credit, which is ridiculous because classes during the school year are very expensive. Second of all, if you're literally going to have virtual summer classes why the fuck not make them a lot cheaper and honestly i was gonna say i would consider taking a summer class this summer when i normally wouldn't if it would be a lot cheaper because it's virtual and so i went through this whole survey just looking for that any additional comments at the end where i could rant to them about the price of these classes and there was nothing so i filled out this survey for nothing and I'm upset, so now I'm ranting about it to you, podcast listener. You fill out the cultural climate survey? I, of course I filled out the cultural climate survey. What a nice survey. We highly recommend that all of our listeners fill it out. Yo, I haven't, I haven't filled that shit out yet, man. They extended the, the deadline, right? Oh, nice. I'll fill it out, like, at 3 a.m. one day when I'm not doing my essay that's due two days before. Mm. I've, yeah, I filled it out in class when we were back on campus. Yeah, it sounds like a good activity, like, when my, my lecture's getting a little too boring on Zoom and, uh, no senior auditor has themselves unmuted. Wait, this is going back to before we started talking about, um, like, Zoom in particular. But it was kind of when we were talking about relationships. But I did want to point out also the idea, because you were talking about dating apps. And I want to point out also, there's that whole thing of people going on Skype dates. And they're dates with people who they, like, haven't met yet. Or, like, you'll see tweets from people that say I went on two Tinder dates with this girl now we're having Skype sex uh this is yeah this is back when we were responding to the I'm so horny comment <laughs> but what do we think about that I think I don't know how does zoom sex work are you are you literally just asking me what you would do yeah how does it work I feel like <laughs> we're on we're on a podcast <laughs> network we're not on FM radio we're not on WGTB anymore go for it what do you do Okay, I think it's mostly just masturbating in front of each other and then a lot of dirty talk. And I'm sure, like, strip teases and probably a bunch of other stuff I'm not thinking about because I've never had Skype sex. But I was, yeah, gonna, gonna say that Skype sex is an option, but that I might not necessarily recommend it. What do you think? I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, Zoom... Those links are public. Anybody can join a link. I know that the pet band joined a link that was some random number the other day. Jerry, we are sorry. Can you imagine your dirty talking and like, I don't know, some like corporate office jumps in? I wouldn't even, that's not that much of a turn on for me, but I don't like judging other people. So good for you if you're into that. I read this article the other day about how now because there's so much activity on Zoom, 
there are a lot of Zoom bots and things like that. I saw Zoom like bombing that. in the yeah, New York Zoom Times. Yeah, Zoom bombing, that's what it is. But I'm sure also a lot of it is just bots doing gross stuff. But yeah, like sharing your screen and then there's porn on it. That's mostly what it is. Um, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Cents on the Voice Podcast Network. We'd like to thank our podcast editors, Pana and Ana Sofia, as always. And if you want to submit anything, go straight to the description of this podcast and you'll find a form. We love your submissions. It's what makes our podcast tick. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. Don't go out too much. Sky, want to finish it off? Anything to say? I think you've said all of it. Again, big shout out to Pana and Ana Sofia. Jagan Mosley. Shout out Nathan Chen. Shout out to Kaya Saltzman. Anthony Fauci, baby. That guy has gone through a lot. Oh, man. Did you see the gif of him with Trump just putting his hand over his face? He was like, oh, boy. Tough scene for that guy, man. He's really dealing with uh, buffoon. Shout Shout out Katie Randolph. Shout out Katie Randolph. Shout out Obama. I really wish he was still president right now. Oh, big mood. Yeah. Shout out Bernie. I feel bad for him. Shout out Elizabeth Warren. Love you, girl. Girl. Julia Fox. Oh, big shout out to Julia Fox. Yeah. Even if uh, my DM didn't uh, work out too well. Really wanna, <laughs> you really want to admit that, buddy? Uh, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Maybe she's listening to the podcast. I have a girlfriend. Um, what am I talking about? Okay, we should wrap this up. Thank you again for listening. If we didn't get to your question, we'll get to it next week. Um, we promise we're going to try to do um, a call-in episode sometime soon. Um, yes, if you're um, interested in participating in that, hit Sky up. You can just shoot me an email. It's my name, which you can see in the byline of this podcast if you are a Georgetown student. My name is S-K-Y-L-E-R-C-O-F-F-E-Y. Um, if you just type that in, normally Georgetown English should procure that for you. My net ID is also SGC67. And yeah, if you have a specific question that you want to ask in person so we can have a conversation about it, especially because I feel like with so many of these questions or uh, requests for advice, we always have a lot more questions about them that we wish the person could be there to answer. I think it'd be really, really constructive and a cool experience. You could also be on the show, but be anonymous. You could just be a voice. You could use a voice modulator. Yeah, oh my God, a voice modulator, that'd be so cool. You could be like that white rose person. (laughs) Like Banksy. (laughs) Yeah, basically what we're saying is if you come on this show, you're gonna become Banksy. You're gonna have the level of fame as Banksy. So if you want to become the next great street artist, don't be the white rose, but do be Banksy. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.